Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. Yeah. Gosh, I'm not going to say what I started to say. When Grizz wakes up in the morning, that's what he does, is grabs his pole and runs to the water. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, I didn't say that. be careful with what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. A pole is one thing and a rod is something else. Okay. That's true. Yeah, a pole lives in Poland. Uh, but uh, anyway... Uh, no, a pole is something that costs below $100. Oh, is that how it is? A rod is something that costs over 150 Oh, I didn't know that, but that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's the way it is. Okay. Well, somebody's phone is ringing, but anyway, we have the Grizz live and direct from the City of Peace, uh, La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we have Jason from Terrafin on the line, and we haven't had you on for over a year, right, Jason? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, you know, for some reason, Terrafin should be easy. You know, Terra is land, and Finn is end. I don't know, but uh, I don't know where you got the name from. But um, you know, once you got it, you got it. But what is Terrafin? So we're a satellite data company. Uh, the main things we do are sea surface temperature and chlorophyll charts. Mm-hmm. Both are both are pretty essential when it comes to offshore fishing. Mm-hmm. Because. Well, when you're out there, you don't want to just be hunting blindly. Uh, a lot of the pelagics, the game fish, they love the really good warm water. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so you want to look for where the warm and the cold water meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it's so important is what you're saying. You don't want to go out and go blind. You know, you go blind, and I mean, you might luck out and get a fish. But when you got something like you're using and that instrument you're using, it becomes a very, very useful tool because you're looking for currents, two, uh, you know, two currents of water. You have the hot water, you have the the cooler water, and you know, the fish tend to be at that line where the two waters mix. So if you've got small fish there, you're sure going to have the predators there. Exactly. So it's very, very important to be able to go out. And, you know, if you want to go on a boat ride, don't take anything. But if you really are a serious fisherman, you need exactly what you got, Jason. Right, yeah. Otherwise, you're really just out there burning fuel for no reason. Uh, Grizz, I believe that uh, whether you're fishing or hunting, you always want to go to the edges. In other words, if you're hunting the edge of the tree line, the edge of the ridge, um, and you're fishing, you want to go to the edge of the current, to the edge of the drop-off. What are your thoughts on that? Are you asking me about that? Yes. Well, it's true. Uh, When you are hunting, you go through fence lines and stuff like that. The reason you go to a fence line is where the most cover is. So they're not going to be out in the middle of the field. And when you're fishing, you need structure because you got bait fish. And bait fish need a place to hide because the big boys come in and eat them. Mm-hmm. So you're always, you're basically, you're fishing structure. And the structure is a big fish can't get in to the coral reefs because they're too big. So they're all the time going around 
the line of the the reefs looking for that stray fish that comes out. Mm-hmm. And bird hunting is like pheasant hunting. They're hide, but they come out and they eat in the field and they need a place to run back in. The same with the spring bear, the same with everything, you know. And the same with us. We don't go that far from our house. We run back in. And when it, you know? when, when you're talking about water currents, um, where you've got uh, warm water and, and uh, cooler water uh, that are moving and coming together. And, and uh, maybe sometimes you can see it as a scum line, sometimes you can't. But uh, the, the terrafin, uh, it gives you the ability to read the sea surface temperature so that you know where the breaks are, where the current breaks are and where the fish are. And so, and maybe Jason can comment some more on that. The other thing I'm curious about, it's not just a sea surface temperature, it's a chlorophyll. So could you can kind of elaborate, Jason? Yeah, so um, one thing also with those, those temperature breaks, that can be considered structure also. So when you're out there looking for, for structure for that spot to fish, it's not just necessarily what's going on with the structure on the bottom, but it can also be considered that temperature break with a warm and cold water mm-hmm. meet. And then, so chlorophyll, you're kind of using the same concept where you're looking for a break. In this case, you're looking for uh, where the really clear blue water, which is the really low levels of chlorophyll, uh, meet the higher levels. Mm-hmm. So that high, level, high levels create kind of the green off-color water. Right. And so in that case, in those cases, that's more chlorophyll means there's more plankton in the water, which means more bait. Mm-hmm. Um, the game fish that we all like to fish for, they like the clear blue water to swim in. But if they want to eat, again, they're going to have to go up to those breaks where the, mm. the blue and the green meet. Okay. And when you're reading the chart, can you give any tips on uh, on what is it you're seeing and how to read it? Yeah, they're they're pretty easy to just look at and tell um, because we change the uh, color scale from from day to day on the temperature chart. So you'll be able to really easily see where the warm and, and cold meet up. You'll see blue coming up against yellow or or green. Um, the chlorophyll ones are also pretty obvious. We for the clear blue water, that would be blue on the chart, and yeah. then as it as it goes up, then uh-huh. it's green to yellow. Um, we also have tools on the charts where as you move your mouse cursor around, you'll get the exact latitude, longitude, as well as the temperature. So you'll know exactly what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, uh, terrafin, you guys, it just keeps getting better and better. And what you do, now this is, this is satellite imagery, and you cover, gosh, most of the world now, don't you? Uh, most most of the West. So we got um, pretty much all of North America and a good chunk of South America. Mm-hmm. So down to Brazil. Right. And the, <coughs> excuse me, in order to access this information, um, I know that on our website, if people want to go, they have a, uh, a sample, if they can just go to Terrafin and give an idea, and these might be a couple of days old, but it still works and it's free. But mm-hmm. your service, how does that work? So that you would um, sign up on our on our site, uh, terrafin.com, 
Um, you create a username and password. It's $99 for a year. Mm -hmm. And that gets you access to all the different types of data that we have. So you would get the temperature, the chlorophyll. You would get currents. Um, you also get a lot more in-depth coverage, a lot more zoomed in than the free ones that we have up. Uh -huh. the, like the free ones that we have would be the entire Northwest in right. one shot. Okay. As opposed to the paid ones, you're yeah. not breaking that down into about 15 regions. Mm-hmm. And it works. Yeah, well, you've got it down here for the Baja, don't you, Jason? Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we... We cover Baja, all the guys that fish the, the big Bisbee tournaments down there, the big Marlin tournaments, they all oh, yeah. use it. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got uh, not only Baja, you've got, uh, you know, you've got the, the Los Cabos region, La Paz region, and you've got like three or four or five different regions that you can uh, um, tune in on. Yeah, yeah, that was um, Baja and Southern California. Those were the two that we started with. So. Uh -huh. We, we focus in a lot on those. Yeah, yeah, and it works. It really mm -hmm. works. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, now, Terrafin, can you spell that? Yeah, that's T-E-R-R-A-F-I-N. Okay. Uh, Terrafin, and they reach you at Terrafin, what? Dot com. Terrafin.com. And go to uh, uh, Fish Talk Radio. Go to the website. Uh, you're listed there. Uh, you can get a sample of it. And for 99 bucks a year, <laughs> Gosh, it'd save you more more in gas, you know, in one day than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Jason, we appreciate that very much, and thanks for joining us. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather, world-renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red-ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. On the line, we have, of course, the Grizz, uh, live and direct from the City of Peace in Baja, California, Sir La Paz. And we've got a very special treat. We have Sam. Uh, it's uh, Actually, it's Sam Dallin from Dallin Charters and Guiding in, out of Ketchikan, Alaska. I've known uh, Sam for some time. He's uh, probably one of the best charter boat captains up there. But the season for uh, fishing in Alaska is uh, fairly short. You've got maybe like 90 days or something like that, Sam? Yeah, roughly that. June, July, August, and into September are yeah. the main mm-hmm. season. And then after that, uh, he is now Sam is a tall good-looking guy that uh, is really, uh, he looks like a mountain man, but he doesn't have a beard. But he also uh, does guided hunting trips. Sam, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Sam Phelan here. I've been uh, been living here in Ketchikan for roughly 30 years and um, guide uh, both fishing and hunting full-time. Okay, and boy, let's talk about the hunting. Okay. Well, uh, bears, I guess, is what we're mainly targeting. Black bears are what most of my clients come for. Um, season, uh, it's, a, it's a long season, but a lot of that time they're in hibernation. So the main times that we, we guide them are uh, in the spring, April and May, and into the first part of June. And then we pick it up again in the fall, September, and into the first part of October. Okay. Um, give us a, give us a kind of a, an idea yeah, people that want to go, uh, they're hunting for black bear is what you're looking for then. Correct. Uh, give us a little bit of an idea of what it's like to hunt for black bear and how do you do it? And Most most of what we've got going on here in the spring, we're looking for them mostly when they're on the beaches. When they come out of hibernation, they head, head down to the coastlines, to the tidal estuaries or even the rocky beaches. Um, so we're hunting them using skiffs mostly, 16-foot, you know, smaller boats and uh, patrolling the shorelines and finding them when they're down feeding on the beaches. Uh, evening hours are definitely the key hours. Um, in the spring, uh, in the fall, we're targeting them more then on the salmon streams, food source, sometimes in the berry patches along the creeks. Hmm. 
Um, but mo- mostly when they're feeding on fish in the fall throughout yeah. September until right. they move off the fish and head up to hibernate. Mm-hmm. Now, well, oh, come on, man. Is that is that the Grizz that fell away? Okay, no, he'll, he'll come back. Anyway, let's... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about you know the the bear and what you do. Do they does black bear? Does it taste good? Uh, yeah, it's it's in the spring. They're a little more desirable than the fall. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, most most guys are making them into you know doctrine about making them into some kind yeah. of ground meat or sausage well, you, or something. If I like may that. interrupt, you know I've hunted and guided bears in Montana <laughs> and British Columbia a lot, and. Um, what I found out an old fall bear. If you Grizz, you're you're breaking up. Uh, Grizz, why don't you try and call back in again? Grizz, you there? Okay, yeah, let's call back. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and continue, Sam. With uh, um, I know that, gosh, some years ago you gave us some bear meat, took it home, was excited to try it, but man, it tasted like fish scales. So obviously, it makes a difference what they eat and uh, what time what time of the year it is. Yeah, typically in the spring spring is is more sought after than the fall when they're uh-huh. right on the fish creek. But it's just like any game animal, you know. Some are some are better than others, um, yeah. and there's really no no telling which which is which. And that's why most guys are are uh, you know grinding them into sausages and that kind yeah. of stuff, pepperoni mm-hmm. sticks. And, well, uh-huh. I was cut off. Uh, you know, I'm a long ways from you guys, but anyway. What I found out a secret of mine is if you take bear and, you know, fillet it out and leave it 24 hours in a soft drink, whether it be Coca-Cola, Pepsi, uh, for 24 hours, it'll take out that strong taste and also tenorize it. Hmm. And if you like an exotic uh, taste, you can use the orange drink like Phantom or Orange Crust and everything like that and leave it in there overnight well actually i like 24 hours and it makes it a little bit more desirable to hmm. eat hmm. have you ever tried now, that sam nah, I've what i wanted to with, know with you're the, hunting black bear what color phases do you hunt mostly when we get all all the color phases on the mainland around here um you know the chocolates and some blondes and black ones and then on the islands that are off off the coast most of those bears are always all jet black and a lot you of get any cinnamon Yep, we get chocolates and cinnamons on the mainland. Most most of my guys, believe it or not, are actually coming to shoot a, you know, to shoot a pure black um, black black bear, if that makes any sense. You know, they've hunted them, you know, mm-hmm. in the lower 48, Idaho, Montana, and, and they've uh, they've already got color phase stuff, so they're looking for the pure pure jet black most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. where you're at, is there any, do you hunt any glacier bear? We there's a few of those around also. You know, it's nothing really that you can go out and per se target. I um, mean, you know, it's just be a you know species of opportunity basically. They're they're pretty rare, so it'd be you know really lucky to to bump into one. Now, when you hunt bears, because we hunted bear, depending on what state we hunted in, some of them we were allowed to bait. Other ones we were allowed to run dogs, and some of them you just had to literally stalk them or, you know, get into a stand. In your state, which of the three ways can you hunt them? 
We can hunt them over bait or, you know, spot and stock. Um, we, we cannot use dogs, to the best of my knowledge. Um, but most of my guys, again, are coming. Most of what, to actually all of what I do is spot and stock. I mean, we're hunting them on a food source, but it's a natural food source. And uh, most of the guys that I deal with are coming specifically not to hunt one over bait, you know, to be able to hunt it on a salmon stream or, mm-hmm. or on a beach in a spot and stock scenario. Mm-hmm. And the process of taking a bear, uh, tell us about the equipment, you know, the rifle that you use, and, you know, what does it take? I don't imagine you want to go, you don't want to show up undergunned. Well, I mean, just like anything, I mean, most of it's all down the shot placement, so that, that's really the key, shot placement and, a, you know, a decent bullet, something that's constructed for a thicker-skinned, you know, heavy-boned animal. Um, we like to recommend something, you know, in the thirty caliber or, you know, or larger. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not taking any real long shots at the bears here, so it's, you know, a lot of the shots are, you know, 150 yards or less. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times on the creek they're even closer than that, and, you know... I like a seven millimeter magnum for that. It, it, it's a good one. Again, as long as it's got a good bullet in it. Well, what happens if you, you know, if you shoot a bear and you don't knock it down? Would you, would you just turn around and run as fast as you can, or what? <laughs> Well, I mean, typically the bear's going to go away from you. I mean, just, you know, most animals are, you know, more apt to flee, um, you know, unless you're really close to them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, normally you give it a little bit of time and then, you know, go in and, you know, try to make a recovery on it, fall on a blood trail. You yeah. Know? I mean, like I said, it's, you know, you know, again, down the shot placement, if it, you know, well hit, it's going to be there somewhere, you yeah. know, fairly close. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, then what happens? Do you skin it in the field? Uh, typically, yeah, they're too big to, to really carry around. Um, you know, some of the ones we kill in the spring right on the beach, you know, we're able to dress them out a little bit, bring them back, bring them back to the bigger boat or to the mm-hmm. camp and, you know, skin them there in, you know, at the night or whatever. But the ones mm-hmm. on the creek and stuff, yeah, we, we take care of all those, process them, skin them, you know, right where they, right where they fall after we take photos and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and, you know, pack it all back. And, and then you, uh, then you take it back to a, a taxidermist or do they? take it home and do it when they get home um a lot of the guys ship it home with them you know both the hides and the meat you mm-hmm. know they'll take the the main uh, the main quarters of the meat home with them and take them to uh to one of their local butchers back home same with the taxidermy work you know we'll, mm-hmm. we'll prep it all you know skinned and you know properly taken care of for shipment and we can either they can either take it on the plane right home with them or we can ship it straight to their taxidermist you what know, do you just pack it with, just pack it with salt or what do you do um, uh, you know, most of the time, if we can, you know, if we're coming back to town fairly quick, we like just to get them froze, you know, as quick as possible. Um, a lot of taxidermists would rather have them that way than, than coated in salt and that kind of stuff so they can do their own their own work the way they want it done, their detail work. Um, you know, if we're going to be out in the field, um, you know, for an extended period of time, then, yes, we've got to, you know, flesh the whole thing out and put mm-hmm. salt on it to preserve it. Gotcha. Well, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but when you're talking about black bear um you know we know about grizzlies you know they're that's a whole different story um you know these stories about they the, on its hind legs it'll look through the window in a second story and they find grizzlies and they they get shot and they find uh forest rangers inside of them and, and guns and who knows what but how big is a black bear 
Um, you know, the blackbirds we've got here, they're some of the biggest, you know, the biggest in the world. Um, you know, if you're going to go to a location, you know, um, that typically produces, the, you know, the largest blackbirds around southeast Alaska, British Columbia are two of the top destinations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the bears can weigh, you know, in the fall when they're feeding on the fish and they're all bulked up, they can be, you know, the blackbirds can even, you know, in excess of 500 pounds on some Whoa. of them. yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to have to go, but just a quick idea. If somebody wants to go up there and go uh, looking for a black bear, approximately what it would cost to go up and go hunting with you? Uh, You're you're right around the $6,000 range for a Uh week-long guided hunt, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from airport to airport, basically, from pick up the drop-off. Right. Okay. Sam, we're going to bring you back on again because we want to cover some more about this stuff. But right now, we got to get out of here. Uh, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. And, Sam, you can go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to yourself as many times as you want, probably starting tomorrow. So we'll be right back with you. Grizz, you stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back with Ana Gloria from Loreto. Thanks, Sam. Lake Hemet your mountain lake escape in the San Jacinto mountain range near Idlewild. The bustling summer season has left the lake quiet and peaceful. Perfect for fishing, boating, and RV camping. Visit LakeHemetRecreation.com for details. That's LakeHemetRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Fix me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bass. Down by the lakeside, just off the ramp. All them people sleeping in their fishing camps. Some out in the pup tents, some out on the grass. They all be dreaming about the five-pound bass. Okay, welcome back. Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and uh, we're sitting here talking to Grizz and to, to Sam Dallin, uh, um, talking about black bear hunting. And uh, we're just, you know, Sam, uh, when we're off on the break here a little bit, you're kind of giving an idea about, give us a, a kind of a, an idea of what you do on your trip. Um, on the trip, uh, you know, a lot of times we're taking two clients. Uh, most of the trips are based on two clients. Uh, a lot of them we're staying right on a boat, uh, right you know, a larger boat, and and then hunting in smaller boats from there. Um, every now and then we get some groups that are, you know, four or more where we'll base out of a cabin and bring in some, uh, you know, assistant guides to do the larger groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. Anna Gloria, please. Well, it's, uh, you know, when I hunt a bear... It was always a one-on-one type of hunt. Yes. I'd bring in a couple guys. We always had one guide with one hunter, except when we were doing grizzly. And grizzly, we always had two guys with one guide. So, yeah, I've done a lot of bear hunting in my time. Okay, stand by. We're going to put you well, here. we got uh, uh, Sam. We really appreciate uh, you coming in with us, and we're going to have to see if we can get you back uh, back real soon. Fascinating story. Um, if anybody ever wanted to go bear hunting, uh, Sam's your man. Also, of course, when you're uh, if you want to go on one of the world's uh, best charter boats out of Ketchikan, Alaska, for salmon and halibut, uh, Sam's the man. Uh, appreciate that very much. Uh, we're going to bring in Anna Gloria now. If uh, I, I'm sure Grid knows who that is. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, Sam. If you want to hang around and listen to Loretto a little bit, you might want to go down there. But if you want to hang around and listen, that's fine. But we're going to bring the operator of the Oasis Hotel, the world famous historic Oasis Hotel, in Loretto. Anna Gloria. Hello, how are you, friend? How have you been? Well, I'm disappointed. Why? Well, because when I called you yesterday um, and asked if you could be on the radio show, um, I said, Anna Gloria, will you marry me? And <laughs> at least at least you took a few second pause and then said no. <laughs> John, don't My go heart there. You know her heart belongs to me. Hi, yeah. baby. Exactly, see? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You know your heart belongs to me, well, beautiful she, lady. Well, actually, she said no, but she said, uh, I'm, I'm not looking for to get married right now, but maybe later. And I said, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, well, this time, yes, single, okay. happy yeah. single. Okay. Anyway, I'm ready to be dating. Sorry, Mike. So, so, no, <laughs> you know that I love you. Okay. I love you too, Anagoria. <laughs> How's uh, the pigeon down there? Oh, the fishing has been pretty slow because uh, with all the storms that has hit in uh, California, we get the Santana winds and the the um, the cold. So it has been pretty windy. But for to, for the last two days, today being the third, has been calm and nice. And the fishing has been slow. Uh, yellowtail definitely about mid sizes, like uh, 20, 22 pounds each. Mm -hmm. Red snappers, cabrilla, but not like. Um... Mm -hmm. Hello. Go ahead. You keep going. Ah, okay. And um, was that so the fishing has been not as before the last year, but uh, the winds has not helped. Mm -hmm. The uh, bait, yeah, you can find bait, uh, mackerel, big eye. Yeah, but what is great is about the the whales. The blue oh, whales are just swimming yeah. just in front of the hotel oasis. Wow. Are they really? Think? Are the blues in? Oh yeah, definitely. They are between Isla del Carmen, which is in front of Loreto and Danzante. And yesterday, the the uh, boats that went out for uh, whale watching the, for blue whales. 18 minutes boat ride, right in front of Loreto. They found the wow. blue whale. Wow. Well, and definitely the gray ones around yeah. here at the Gulf, but mostly yeah. we send it to the Pacific because of the Magdalena Bay. And every day, babies are being born. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here in in, in um, Magdalena Bay here in Baja and it's it's pretty good it's amazing at this time it's amazing when you can you see them the um, from far away the the baby ones and around the end of the February the middle of March is when you can touch the babies when the mothers allow the oh. babies to come and, and look at the boats wow. uh, they allowed uh, you're supposed not to touch them but um, they're going in in and peak in the boat. It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. I was Diving last is weekend, okay. Gloria. Yes. I was over in my hotel last weekend, and uh, there weren't a lot of them, but they were starting to come in. But I didn't know the blue whales were in over on your wow. side. Uh, yeah, the the gray ones or where your hotel is in Magdalena Bay, right? Right. And the blue ones, we have it over here, right at my hotel, yeah. right here in Loreto, right at the Hotel Oasis. Well, uh, I think a lot of people understand what a blue whale is, but just in case you don't, um, uh, Sam, are you still on the line? Maybe not. But anyway, what... bear got him. Bear got him. Anyway, what is the largest animal to ever inhabit the earth? Was it a mastodon or, you know, Tyrannosaurus or what is the largest mammal or animal to ever inhabit the earth? Anna Gloria, do you I, want to answer that? The blue whale? Yes. Yeah, we all know that. Or time. Mike, you know more about the animals? Yeah. Well, it's true. It's a blue I whale. I haven't it's been the in those years. animal that have, has ever survived on the face of the earth. Yeah, and, and they are, you know, the first time I um, saw a blue whale, we were on a, a whale-watching boat, which is 88 feet, and we come, we come up next to it, and the whale is about 50 feet ahead of the boat and 50 feet behind the boat, and it is magnificent. And, of course, when they have a baby, you know, the, the baby's the size of an elephant or bigger. 
Yeah. I've never seen a baby blue whale. Yeah. Okay. Well, come over, guys. There you go. But uh, no, come they, over. Yeah. And then, of course. Claro, of course. I haven't. I've seen. I've never been. I've been around a lot of big males and females, but I've never been around a baby one. The, the baby ones. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen a baby one. Well, come over because there are babies here right right in front. Oh. Wow. Really? You got my room ready? <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Okay. Room 108 is your room. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and what yeah, about if you have, like, a, yeah. a nice clam bake with yeah. us? Well, Anna Gloria. Yeah. I'm, yeah, Both I'm, of you guys, come An- over. Anna Gloria, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I want to talk a little bit about Loreto. Now, first of all, you mentioned Yellowtail. I think probably the Yellowtail capital of the world has to be Loreto. And that's um, what you're really yes. famous for. And you have them most of the year. So if you're looking for yellowtail, which is a lot of fun and they're sure good table fare, um, you know, Loretto is the, is the place. And, of course, different times of the year you have different things. But if you if you go down to the Oasis, and the Oasis Hotel, how long has it been there? The Oasis Hotel has been since 1962. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, with the Benziger family. And yes. You, and it uh, was the first hotel here in Loreto, and it's still very typical, built with the materials of the region. Mm-hmm. And you feel like in Loreto, and you feel like home because uh, the majority of our help here is from Loreto. So actually, you feel like you come to and visit a friend. Yeah. Well, the right, John? Yes. Do we make you feel like that? Exactly, exactly. And you talked about the clam bake. I don't know. Um, what they do is they, uh, right on the, well, actually, first of all, is the uh, is the airstrip still there, Anna Gloria? The what? Airstrip. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. So you can fly your own private plane and park right next to the hotel. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That, uh, that hotel, no, not anymore. Do we have the... Um an international um, airport. airport, yeah, and you can come over uh, all the facilities. Also, you can come on uh, with Alaska Airlines from mm-hmm. um, LAX, yeah, mm-hmm. or through uh, um, mm-hmm. Calafia Air in yeah. Tijuana. Mm-hmm. So those are two direct flights that mm-hmm. we have. Hmm. And pretty pretty reasonable to come, and it's only an hour forty minutes. Wow! Flight. And then, but what you do is a special treat to some of your special guests, like me and the Grizz. Um, you, go, you go down to the uh, uh, you go down to the sand and the beach, dig a hole, uh, put a fire in it, and then you uh, get the fresh local clams, put them in, and then cover it back up with sand. Uh, or leaves, I think, because you don't really use sand, uh, let them sit for a while, and then you have a clan bake, which is incredible. Uh, you remember, yes. yes. Yeah, that's a typical dish. That's a tradition of cooking clams since my great-grandparents. Yeah, it's at the beach, definitely. We bury clams in a bit of gravel and cover it with a dry bush, and it takes 40 minutes for the clam to cook. It cooks very slowly, yeah. and it's cooks in its own juice, yes. and it's definitely magnificent with this um, 
marvelous um, mustard sauce. Oh, yeah. And flour tortillas, you make wonderful tacos mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. And every Saturday, we, we make the clam bake for okay. our guests okay. and for the people that visit Loreto and right. whoever. Okay. It's, well, yeah. Anna, Anna Gloria, we're going to have to go. So to get in touch with you, it's uh, the Oasis Hotel, is that correct? Yeah, it's hoteloasis.com. Hoteloasis.com. Our, our website or the toll-free mm -hmm. number, one 866 820247. Okay. okay, hoteloasis.com. That's easy. And exactly. uh, Loreto is such a beautiful place. No hustle, no timeshares. It's just a real Mexican town. It's very friendly. I exactly. highly recommend it. Thank you, Ana Gloria. Thank you, We're John. Uh, Mike, uh, big hugs and kisses for okay. both of you. Alrighty. Okay. Your friends. Okay. All right. All right. We got to take too. a break. Okay. Thank you, guys. We're go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen as much as you like.